Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's your boy Sully on the Maximize the Moment podcast, a.k.a. the Excuse Me podcast. Excuse me. Your greatness is with God. And today is the part two of what we attend to series. And we only see what we attend to. Attention is the ability to actively process specific information in the environment while tuning out other details. Mm. Attention is limited in terms of both capacity and duration. The Hebrew word is kasheb, to pay close attention to, to notice someone or something or regard someone as something as interesting or important. In his 1890 book, The Principles of Psychology, psychologist and philosopher William James wrote that attention is the taking possession by the mind in clear and vivid form of one out of what may seem several simultaneously possible objects or trains of thought. It implies withdrawal from some things in order to deal effectively with others. It implies a withdrawal very important from some things in order that we may deal effectively with other things. It's not just about centering your focus on one particular thing. It involves ignoring a great deal of competing information and stimuli. But the reality is that our attention plays a major role in our visual perception. Let me share something with you. The invisible gorilla test. It was carried out by Christopher Charbris. And Daniel Simmons, Ph.D. In this experiment, researchers asked participants to watch a video of people tossing a basketball. And the observers were told to count the number of passes or to keep track of the number of throws versus bounced passes. Afterward, the participants were asked if they noticed anything that was unusual while watching the video. Across all the tests, approximately 50% of the participants reported seeing nothing out of the ordinary. But in reality, something odd had happened. In some instances, a woman dressed in a gorilla suit strolled through the scene, turned on the camera, thumped her chest, and walked away. While it may seem impossible that a participant would miss such a sight, they, their attention was focused somewhere elsewhere and on the demanding tasks. The gorilla basically became invisible. One of the reasons why people so often miss the gorilla, so to speak, is simply because the stimulus does not fit their idea of what a basketball game is supposed to look like. A gorilla showing up in the middle of a basketball game is unlikely to happen in a real world setting. So we are less likely to notice it. It is essentially ruled out as a component that will not help you understand or carry out the task that's at hand. So my question is, what has got your attention and what gorillas are we paying attention to? Acts 8 verses 9 through 10 says, Now for some time there was a man named Simon who had practiced sorcery in the city and he amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great and all the people both low and high gave them gave him their attention and they exclaimed this man is rightly called the great power of God. Very interesting. There are two times in which the angels 
attended to Jesus after Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and, and nights. And then when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, Matthew four, Jesus said to them away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord, your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Luke 22, father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, or some versions say attended him. Job 33 says, for God speaks once, yes, twice, though man pays no attention. In the wisdom book of Proverbs, many times it urges us, Solomon urges us to pay attention in Exodus, it says, then Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Then he threw it into the water and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases that I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you, Jehovah Rapha. We give the best of ourselves to that which we feel is greater. I need you guys to hear that. We give the best of ourselves to that which we feel is greater, that which we feel is bigger, that is higher than us. We give the best of ourselves, our attention to the endeavors that we feel is transcendent, and we ourselves see ourselves participating in. For example, an athlete gives themselves over to a sport. A student gives themselves over to their college, a professor to academia, a person to ministry in the organizational sense, a parent to their family, a service member to the military. Our focus, our drive, our attention, it laterals into our attitudes, energies, behaviors, and our mindsets. Our transformation hinges on our attention. This principle is true for everything that we do in life. In being successful and getting a proper education, you had to pay attention to build on the previous principles that were taught throughout the continuum of your educational career. It's true with athletics. When someone is hyper attentive to all the principles, parameters, and skills of the game, they become transformed through the practices, game experience, workouts, studying a film, and exhaustive amount of repetitions. Our decisions are predicated on our attention. The thing that has our locus, the thing that has our devotion, the thing that has our fixation is integral to the role. If we transcend the things that we need to die to in order that there is room for what needs to live in our lives. And then the question becomes, what is the locus of our life? What is the thing that is most advantageous for me to focus on? And that is a heavy question. What thing drives all of the other things? And for the Christian, that is God, because he is by nature, the archetype of life and all things are created in him and through him. Christ is at the focal point of our attention as the ultimate representation of dying to that which should fall away. And by that, I mean sin, the things in which God has identified as corrupts the soul and leads to death and rising as a new creation, which can only be supported in the conduit of Christ. Then some might say, Sully, I really don't pay that much attention to what happens in my life. And to that answer, I would say, 
Indecision is still very much a decision. You still are choosing not to focus your attention. Thus, your stagnation has become your degradation by not paying attention to that which calls out to you. And the better question to ask is what is is exactly calling out to me? Just take a moment and think about that. What exactly is calling out to me? And here we have come to our main premise, our main core scripture in Exodus 3. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. Verse four. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. First, Moses recognized the burning bush was not being consumed, and then he decided to turn aside. He decided to give his attention. And once God saw Moses give his attention is when God called out to him. I wonder how many times we have seen the miracles of God around us and not given our attention. We are overwhelmed by things that are clamoring for our attention. On average, a person spends two to three and a half hours a day on social media, seven to nine hours sleeping, eight hours at work, three hours watching TV, and one hour eating. By time that's said and done, that's about 24 hours. What has got our attention? In just the past decade, the time devoted to advertisements in a typical hour of network television has grown from six minutes to nine minutes, and it continues to climb every year. The New York-based firm Media Dynamics estimates that the average American is now exposed to 254 different commercial messages in a day. That's in a single day. We live within an ecology of disruption. According to one study, today's average employee is interrupted between 50 to 60 times per day. Up to 80% of these interruptions are categorized as unimportant. Some jobs are more prone to interruptions than others, of course. Research suggests that IT and healthcare workers are interrupted once every six to 12 minutes. We cannot open ourselves to the horizon of transformation if we are never doers of the information. Attention is thought to be the gateway between information and learning. If we are only learning about God once a week for 20 to 45 minutes, are we really opening our spirits up to God? We must be doers of the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you hear God calling? Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it is dark, it will be just as full of light as when the lamp shines its light on you. Where are you looking physically and spiritually and 
And where you are looking is where your worship is. Heart, mind, soul, strength. A teacher might say, pay attention. In the Latin, attentio, or the derivative of the word attention, attentio means to give heed in the active sense. This is why your teacher may say, pay attention. In other words, invest your focus, invest one's focus and your locus on the task or the venture that is at hand. We are actively giving ourselves over to something. In Galatians 5, Paul offers in the most simplest terms, the contrast on where we put our attention. Is our attention on the flesh or is it on the spirit? The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, and drunkenness. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, forbearance kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We are spiritual creatures having a human experience, but the extent of the fullness of the experience all rests on what we give our attention to eternity is the sum corollary of our choices winston churchill said we shape our buildings therefore thereafter they shape us we shape our buildings and thereafter they shape us our lives are shaped by what has our attention the devil has a phd in distraction but can never steal your choice. Decisions in the garden shape the destiny and the trajectory of this world. How will your attention shape the world that's in front of you? It's been a pleasure talking with you today. It's been a pleasure dialoguing with you today and diving into the word as well as some other subject matter that backs up our attention. I want to pray for your attention and that you focus it on the right things and that you focus it on God and that it be Christ-centered and that Christ centers the rest of the things that are in your life. Better has no finish line. Greatness has no expiration date. There's no greater love than God. As always, be your best. Any moment not maximized is a moment minimized. I love you. Focus on what you're giving your attention to, and I'll see you next time. Let's get it.